So welcome to Oregon HFMA's Imagine Amazing podcast. It's a podcast with the current Oregon HFMA president, Kelly Smith, where we discuss important healthcare finance issues impacting organizations in Oregon and the United States, as well as explore the value of membership with Oregon HFMA. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, glad to be back. In this episode, we will be discussing the story of the month and be joined by Oregon HFMA's networking committee. So something interesting, we're actually in a different location from last time. We are. I'm really happy this time we're actually streaming live from our summer conference. Yeah, very, very interesting. I was walking around and I I see a lot of equipment in all of the rooms. Can you tell me what's different? What's going on at this particular conference. We are doing a couple things that are different with this conference that I'm very excited about. So number one, we picked Eagle Crest as our location, so out in central Oregon, and we encourage folks to bring their families to this event. We know that work-life balance is really important and work can take us away from home, but if there's ever an opportunity for folks to bring their families with them, I think it's wonderful and it shows our support of the families. So while we're all in here learning and getting educated, our families are having a wonderful time outside in the sunshine playing at the pool. But Well, at least someone is, right? right? And it was a lot of fun. I appreciated being at the, the networking session last night to see all of the families and the little kids, it was a blast. And I really liked the little s'more thing. So that was a big hit, at least in my book. It was really fun. And then what we're doing within the actual education sessions that, you know, you mentioned you saw the equipment. And we are offering live streaming videos so that for folks that aren't able to attend this conference in person, maybe they weren't able to make the three-hour drive from Portland, that we have available for them to register online call in and listen to our speakers remotely and really how is that going it's wonderful you know what kind of a little bit funny but our summer attendance can be a little bit lower with a lot of different plans we actually have more folks registered to attend our sessions online than we did to attend in person well that makes a lot of sense especially with today's technology and as you said as busy as people are how great that the chapter is doing that we're really excited about it Also, I know that we wanted to start the session off with, as we said, the story of the month. Has anything come up that's a key story for people who are listening and for healthcare in Oregon and maybe in the United States? Great question, Jeff. And I think we have a great example this month. We, on Wednesday, always hold a problem-solving session, which is free to everybody to attend, and we invite different organizations to come and talk about things that might be pain points or up for discussion. And this month, I think what rose to the top of our list and engaged in very good conversation was House Bill 3076. So that was recently passed in June, and it's going to have a big impact on hospitals in Oregon. Do you want to share a little bit more with our listeners on House Bill 3076? Absolutely. And what I did this time, I invited a special guest to join us to help provide a little bit of information and share what it means. Well, who is that guest? Please introduce it them. It is. I'm very happy to introduce Matt Navigato, Vice President, Enterprise Revenue Cycle at OHSU. Well, hello, Kelly. Hi, Jeff. Hi, welcome. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, we're very honored to have you here, and especially to talk about this. I think, as Kelly mentioned, this is a big bill, and it'll be interesting to find out how the healthcare systems are adapting to this or what your thoughts are on what they should do and what people should prepare for. Yeah, I think it's, it's a great question. You know, problem solving, as Kelly said, is so um, 
important to us and HFMA because interesting ideas, uh, different concepts, and uh, legislative changes come from that that we can all sort of talk about as health system leaders and figure out sort of how to react to that. And House Bill uh, 3076 is an interesting one. Uh, Even at OHSU, um, we had legal uh, help look at the bill, respond uh, from our legal team. But when we started talking about this in our session on Wednesday, you know, this bill is full of operationally challenging things that we really need to understand and then figure out how to address. You know, I naively thought that this was more just about financial assistance in its more global form, um, making sure that patients are screened who want to be screened uh, from a financial assistance perspective, making sure you have your policies in the languages that um, you know most represent patients that visit your institution. But you know, it was really interesting when we started to dig into some of the details, and we had a room full of what Kelly about 30, I'd 35 say 30. people. Yeah, um, you know, people pulled it up uh, right away on their computers and started reading some of these uh, <laughs> sections. And really, what I wanted just to bring forward uh, in this podcast is section one underneath B two. Uh, it starts to go into. For patients who have household incomes in more than 300% of the federal poverty guideline and not more than 400% of the FPL, the hospital must charge the Medicare rate and provide a discount of, and this is where it gets tricky, it starts to get into a tiered system, 50% of the first 1,000 of charges, 90% of the charges more than 1,000 and not more than 5,000, 95% of the charges more than 5000 not more than 10000 and 100% of the charges more than 10000 That's remarkable. As I think of the federal poverty level, I know that for a family of four, that's around 25000 almost $26,000. Mm-hmm. So times four, right. we're looking at a family that's making about $100,000 a year, and you're going to be providing those types of discounts in healthcare for that. That's that's what I'm understanding. Yes, that that's sort of what we're understanding as well. Um. So, Matt, can you tell us who's sponsoring this bill? Yeah, when we were reading through it, it looks like OHA, Oregon Health Authority, is the one who's sponsoring this bill. Um, And we've actually reached out to them uh, during the Wednesday session, and we're going to have them come to our October conference and give us sort of from their perspective on what this House bill means and how we can operationalize it and really get uh, some definite answers to some of the definitions that are described in the House bill and figure out operationally how are we going to do that from a health system perspective. That piece really scares me Mm -hmm. of trying to do these tiered discounts based on a charge and what is a charge? Is it really um, what we charge to the insurance companies? Is it the remaining balance after insurance company that the patient owes? Uh, there's just there's just a lot of ambiguity in it, which we need to figure out. As Kelly just said, you know, they signed the bill in June of 2019. It's going to go into effect January of 2020. Wow, so that's, that's, you know, that only gives us five, six months to get all this stuff in gear. Yeah, and I was left feeling like 
there was the, going to be this need to have these financial screeners who were really going to have to be assessing the, the patients and eligibility. And then to Matt's point about how we actually have to modify the pricing at individual patient level, it seems like an administrative burden that hospitals are going to have to figure out. And there's some big penalties if you don't figure it out. And what are some of those penalties if organizations don't figure it out Matt? well we you know we again we pulled up the the bill on the fly some of the things that jumped out at us is um, this is applying to the nonprofit health systems or hospitals out there um, so what could happen is their nonprofit status could be taken away for 24 months oh my goodness right wow. so that's a big one right oh I mean yeah we can't afford to lose that so we have to get this right it's just a matter of really trying to understand what is right and then building off of that. And maybe just to give the listeners some perspective, if they're outside of the state of Oregon, when you say are not-for-profit organizations, how many of the healthcare systems in Oregon would you say are not-for-profit versus for-profit? Yeah, um, I mean, think in Oregon at least, I mean, it's the majority of our health systems. I mean, you think about Providence, you're thinking about Legacy, OHSU. St. Charles. Um, yeah, so like I said, it's the big players out yes. here, and and that's why HFMA is such a great mm-hmm. organization that we can collaborate. Um, even though sometimes people think they're our competitors, uh, all of us get along so well within HFMA, and we pull together when challenges like this present itself in healthcare, and we're able to figure these things out together, which is really fun. And I loved in the problem solving session that it was pretty clear right away that there was nobody in the room who felt confident in their understanding of Mm -hmm. this bill. And during that session, our programs committee got on the phone with OHA to make sure that we would have someone at our next conference to come and talk to about it. Oh, that's excellent. A reason for listeners to come to the next conference. Or at least listen online. I love that. As as well, it would be great, I'm thinking out loud here, but Kelly, you can share your thoughts about having Matt back to maybe give us a a more conclusion to what he's learned as the month has gone by. So I don't think I have to twist his arm. <laughs> <You don't? laughs> no, I'd love to share it. Um, you know, like I said, it'll be a collaborative effort with all the leaders across the state of Oregon, health systems and hospitals, uh, but would love to come back and sort of share it with the group so we're able to deliver our message a little broader. No, oh, thank you so much. So listeners, tune in next episode when Matt joins us again to give us further definition. All right. To House Bill 3076. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. you. It was very fun. Thanks, man. All right. So that was great having Matt with us. Thank you for inviting him, oh, Kelly. Oh, he's wonderful. So, Kelly, last month you challenged our podcast listeners to send you something. Can you update us on what that was and the results of that challenge? Last month, my challenge was designed to help make sure that we got more traffic on our social media sites. So Oregon's really doing our best to make sure that we have a presence in several different avenues, including YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. And I would like to see more folks going to those sites to see all the great things that we're doing. And so my ask of our listeners last month was share with me your favorite quote and I love quotes I think quotes can be great motivational inspirational and I wanted to see what were your favorite quotes out there and I loved it I got some really great quotes and I also enjoyed seeing that as other listeners were going to our sites and looking at the quotes we got likes so I think we're meeting that that objective and I just want to keep seeing more of it 
That's awesome. Was there a, a one quote that stood out from the others? There were a lot of really good quotes, but I made my decision based on the first person to respond. I wanted to give credit to that individual that took note and jumped right on that opportunity. And so I picked a quote from Bill Icost. Now, do you know a little bit more about Bill, where he's from? Bill and I have actually become friends through HFMA, but more on a national level instead of at a local level, since he's not a local Oregonian. No, he's not. No, but he's active in HFMA. He's a ton of fun. And Bill was the first to reach out and share with me his quote that he wanted to put on our sites. Do you want to share that quote with us? I would love to. So Bill's quote, and I think this is actually from Bill, is if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. I like that. <laughs> awesome. So congratulations, Bill. Yes, You're thank the, you, Bill. Reach out with your prize. Well, very good. The winner from our very first podcast. So moving on, Kelly, I know that you wanted to share with our listeners a little bit more about the value of Oregon HFMA. And I believe you've invited some special guests to join us on this session from that, from your chapter, do you want to introduce them and share a little bit more about why they're here today? I am very excited to introduce John Essa, who is our networking chair, oh, awesome. and tell you a little bit about our networking program. I picked this one first because I think part of the Oregon secret sauce is truly our networking committee, and couldn't be more proud of the work that this committee's doing, and John's become a good friend of mine, so I'm so pleased to introduce him. Yeah, hey guys, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be. Am I technically? I know that Matt jumped in here, but am I technically the first guest of the podcast? You are technically the first guest. Oh of man, the podcast. <laughs> please do a great job. For the I know, lots of right? pressure, lots of pressure. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, John? Yeah, your role and what you do. And oh, absolutely. Outside of the Oregon chapter, and then maybe lean into a little bit about the networking. Yeah, of course. So. Um, I am the the director of strategic marketing for Evolve Business Solutions. We handle rev cycles management type stuff. Um, I've been involved with the Oregon chapter of HFMA for, gosh, probably four years now. It's probably more than four years now, and it's it been a whirlwind and an amazing experience professionally. Just a great family to get to know. So tell us a little bit more about the networking committee, and first of all, how you migrated over to the networking committee. How did yeah. you? land there with all the talents that you have? Why did you choose that? Oh, man. And then maybe share with the listeners what you guys are working on and and the value of networking here at a meeting. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess kind of like I said, I've been so excited to get to know this Oregon HFMA family. Uh, And listening to Matt and Kelly and Jeff talk before I was uh, welcomed into the booth here, just, you know, Kelly mentioned... families being a part of this experience and Jeff talking about uh, professionals working on that work-life balance and you know having plans in the real world and coming out here and then Matt talking about the sort of synergy that happens between competitors or vendors or providers or payers or physicians and whatnot and I, I think that the thing being a part of the networking committee that I recognize now is that we're not one or the other it's not mutually exclusive concepts we focus on education we focus on our chapter members, and a big part of that is having fun with networking. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to land in this role 
Uh, Kelly asked me to slide over to do this I gig. Whooped she him up. forced me. I actually, you know, I was on Jeff's team originally, and I was doing some tech and communication with Jeff and uh, with Coop and with uh, Tyler. And uh, and then Kelly, yeah, she stole me away and, and introduced me to another good friend now. JB. Um, so like Kelly was saying, it's, I mean, it because it is the secret sauce, I think this chapter's ability to network with each other, we really wanted to be sure that the, this committee focused on providing avenues for maybe fringe participants, folks that aren't as used to being outside of their shell, outside of their comfort zone, um, newer members that haven't had the chance to make great friends like we are sitting at this table. Um, and so we create games that we play every evening after we you know, spend the entire day doing a lot of great education. And then we want to provide avenues for folks to network, to, to build up you know, whatever their support group is with other professionals that are tackling the same problems that they are. Meet them in a low-stress environment where we're playing goofy, ridiculous games, probably that your, your middle schoolers have played more than you have in the last couple decades. But you know, it just gives you the chance to meet some folks. Uh, and then the next thing you know, that, that person becomes a friend that you're emailing during the work week because they've mentioned something or a problem that they solved that you're currently struggling with and, and then they can help you with it in that sense. I love that. And nothing like a, a goofy game to bring people together. I think those make longer lasting memories. Absolutely. Than just sitting together in a session and knowing that you're sitting next to someone. Right. So I really appreciate the work that you guys have been doing. Thank it's you. been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I definitely would encourage any listener who has not had an opportunity to participate in an Oregon HFMA event to experience the networking side of it. The education, like you said, is phenomenal. Yes. But the the one-on-one connections totally. that we get, I, I don't know how to put a price on it. Right. Yeah, we get just, again, like Kelly was saying, we opened this conference up to be a really family-friendly event. And so Wednesday night, our first night all together we went out to eagle crest they have a natural grass putt putt course kelly really wanted to make s'mores and so (laughs) wendy reynolds did an amazing job of putting together some s'more accoutrement and uh yeah like jeff is saying you sit there and you strike up a conversation while you're roasting marshmallows with some stranger and then the next thing you know yeah you have a deeper bond with somebody well and jet and john you brought a very special guest I did. Great point. My uh, my little 10-month-old, uh, my baby Willa, she made her debut for mm-hmm. Oregon HFMA. So she got to meet Jeff. Jeff, I think, was the first face that she really bonded with when she was here. And Kelly, who she's going to see the rest of her life, whether she likes it or not, she might have cried when Kelly first picked her up. But by the end of the night, they were friends uh, as Kelly and her family were working around the putt-putt course. But I have the cutest picture with her smiling with all the hummus all over her face. <laughs> it was yes. wonderful. Yeah. Well, Kelly, if you're okay, I have a, a tough question that I want to ask Uh-oh. the networking committee. As you had mentioned before, we have a lot of people who are streaming live because they don't have the opportunity, maybe not the budget, to attend one of these conferences. Want to attend, but not necessarily can. What is the chapter doing? What is the networking committee for the Oregon chapter doing to bring networking locally to those individuals who can't necessarily be at a conference? Great question, Jeff. Uh, and I think what the answer is to that, if you tune in to the OregonHFMA.org website and just kind of check in when our events are at, and if we're local to you, if one of our events is happening there, the first night of our conference, that networking event is open to the public. Well, I mean, if, if you're a member, if you're an enterprise 
Solutions member, feel free to come out and, and get to know us. And maybe you're going to find out by attending that Wednesday night networking that this is the kind of group that you want to you know, push your employer to send you to so that you can attend some educations in person with us. I like that. Are there any thoughts about moving some network opportunities or events locally near some of our enterprise members? Yeah, and you know, to your point again of just the opportunity to, to talk with folks in low-stress environments, we were sitting around during the break discussing that exact thing. We have a chapter that's really excited about innovation, so people will toss out ideas like, uh, you know, can we all do a meetup and go float the river? Can we all do a meetup and, and throw axes together? So we, we are constantly thinking of things. If you're listening to this podcast and there's something that strikes you that, that you might be interested in, don't, don't be afraid. Tweet at us. Send us an email. Give us your idea. We're going to kick it around as a team because we want to do anything we can to engage our members. Um, so, yeah, if, if you have an idea, let us know. Maybe you have the next great idea and you win Kelly's next competition. You'll get a shout-out on the podcast, and the, and that's our new networking event. I like that. Oh, giving Kelly some ideas on yeah. the next competition or, or things that we'd love to hear from the listeners on, right? Sounds really good. I, I'll give one little plug to your question about what are we doing for enterprise members. Yeah. And we also are trying to be innovative with how do we reach out to them. So we have created a separate committee on our leadership team that is the Enterprise Member Solutions Committee. And that committee is looking to make sure that each year we provide one on-site visit that includes education and some sort of networking opportunity. So we really are bringing the education and the fun to our enterprise members, and we're going to plan to do our first one this year. More to come. Awesome. More to come. Well, thank you, John, for joining us. It was very fun. Thanks for having me, guys. And we encourage everyone listening to come and enjoy some of the stuff that John and his team are putting together here at Oregon HFMA. And just enjoy that networking opportunity. It's fantastic. I think I have my my next throwdown. Uh, We're ready. My next challenge. John and I were talking earlier about doing a networking activity that was sort of your minute to win it and all the fun games that we might be able to think of that are kind of the rapid-fire team bonding activities. And I have a really great one that involves shower caps and shaving cream and Cheetos. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right? Okay. But I would love to hear what other favorite minute-to-win-it games are there out there. Yes. And send them our way because John's going to keep those Absolutely. lists going, and you might see it at an upcoming networking activity. Yes, okay. Definitely. Well, can I submit one as well? You already have it? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. All Let's right. hear it. It's going to be good. No, not right now. Oh, okay. I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly, can you let our listeners know a little bit more about the next episode and what we're going to be sharing? I can. I thought about this and what other leadership team did I want to bring in to introduce to our listeners and I selected sponsorship for next month. Mm, Can you tell me why? I can. So we are early on into our year. We've only had one conference. We have three more for the remainder of the year and there's still some sponsorship opportunity. So I want to make sure we introduce those opportunities early and also we're trying something new and innovative. And we want to see if we can get a sponsor for these podcasts. Ooh, would that be a sponsor that got mentioned for the entire year? That's right. Every month. That'd be a great opportunity. We think so, too. Well, then please tune in next month to learn a little bit more about sponsorship. And I'll be inviting my friend and also calling in HFMA, Tammy Bickle. Awesome. Thank you very much. Have a great month. Thank you. So thank you for joining our wonderful podcast of Imagine Amazing. 
through Oregon HFMA.